1: AC Pro Recharge Kits make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience. And the AC Pro app offers clear vehicle-specific instructions to help you get the job done in less than 10 minutes.
0: So pick up an AC Pro Recharge Kit at any store selling auto products and confidently restore your car's
1: cold air yourself today. Be a pro with AC Pro. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg.
0: I am weird. Yeah, you are weird. <laughs> Mr. Dalen Hart Jr. <laughs> that family picnic sometimes <laughs> gives you more than just a salad. That's the voice of my co host and one of my best friends in the whole wide world, Mike Davis. We're screwed. Who's does that mean? No, we're not standing in that box together in our underwear. <laughs> are you kidding me, Mike? <laughs> Oh, my God, that is hilarious. Hey, everybody, it's Dale Jr. Welcome back to another episode of the Dale Jr. Download in the Bojangle Studio with my co-host, Mike Davis. Mike Davis, how's it going? It's going wonderful. How are you? Yeah, it's going great. We've got another Tuesday episode of Dirty Air coming up. Um, want to thank Lionel for everything they do uh, for us here as well. A lot of great diecast Still scanning the table. No late model stock diecast, which I raced this weekend. You I did. raced my late model stock. I know. Secret, covert yeah. operation. I know. Well, you know... I uh I like to you know when it's going to be a beneficial to the racetrack, you know, maybe we'll will um you know, we'll try to try to promote it or something like that. But for this particular race, you know, it was uh it kind of happened in a weird way. We weren't planning on running it. I hadn't planned on running it. But um the race was rescheduled from Wednesday to Friday, and I said, "Hey guys, y'all should go. I would go watch. I'm going to be there." For the race uh, in Darlington, Florence Motor Speedway is just miles away. Great little racetrack. And um, they said you should run. So I went home, talked to Amy, and, and, and thought about it and said, okay, I think I will. So we we had to put a motor in a car. I went over there, uh, helped them with the car, and 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 we uh, got it ready over the next several days. Um, went down there and had fun. Um Practice didn't go well. We started out off the truck, and the clutch started slipping real bad. It had some oil on it, um, and we had to change that. While we were changing the clutch, uh, the, ja- the car fell off the jack and tore to the right side off of it. Dang. So we had to take off the door, rocker panel, skirt. I had to beat all that flat and straight and get that back on. Um, but we all pitched in. It was fun. You yeah. Know, even though those things weren't great things to happen – Um, we got to all work together and hustle throughout the day we had plenty of time in the day to get all the car back together and ready practiced and qualified third out of 22
2: which i was impressed with that but now that i know Mm -hmm. what all you went through before qualifying i'm even more impressed yeah
0: we made some changes on the car in practice that helped or seemed to help and um yeah that's that by far my best qualifying effort since i started driving my late model again that's it's hard to get those things to go fast. Well, yeah, to lay down, lay one down. So um, hard, yeah. Yeah, especially I mean, if you haven't been driving yeah, the late I model been, at all. Well, it should come back to you pretty quickly, but I, I um, it's just they're good. You know, the guys that are driving them every weekend are really good. Anyways, uh, race started. I'll just get quickly brief you through the race. It was uh, pretty uneventful, to be honest with you, 150 laps. I love the long races. We had about 100 laps of green flag racing, or we ran 100 laps until a, a, a break. They allowed the Bandoleros to go out and run a 15-minute race, and then we ran the final 50 laps after that. Um, Ended up 6th, raced around 10th the whole race, trying to make sure I had some left left side tire left. Um, And so, yeah, it was good. Um, uh, Chase Briscoe raced with us. He did a little bit better job than I did. He ended up 3rd or 2nd and um i was happy i called him when i got back to the track i drove back to darlington that night it's friday night yeah i I called him in the truck and i said hey i said man you got to tell all your friends how much fun you're having we need some of the other cup guys to come race those late model stocks and he's like yeah and so um trying to see if he'll continue to run uh because the fans love it when the when the cup regulars come visit the short tracks but it was a great time man it was fun yesterday um it was kind of weird. I uh, was sitting around yesterday grilling some food. Good on Labor, Labor Day. Day. It's a kind yeah. of a rite of passage. That's right. And so, um, Florence Motor Speedway. Right. I love short. I love short tracks. I love supporting them. And Florence and Steve Zacharias and his family. They manage the track, and um, and they run it. And and they 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 always upgrade stuff. Right. As any good owner and promoter is is doing. They put new bathrooms in this off season yeah. and they're really nice, right? <laughs> I, saw so, your tweet. <laughs> I know. And so I'm like, I am like this was another this was kind of another uh kind of along the lines of last week's conversation about social media etiquette. I'm like, you know what? I badly want to share with people how nice <laughs> these bathrooms are. <laughs> but it's a weird tweet. It is because you almost wonder if you're making fun
2: of them. Really? Yeah. Well no, oh. no, no. Listen. When you go try to interpret all the different yeah. types of messages, like
0: for sure. you tweeting a bathroom, is not yeah. something you typically do? No. So <laughs> and so, oh, there was all kinds of things that went through my mind. I'm like, are people going to wonder if someone's actually in this bathroom using it while I'm taking this photo? Ah, yeah, right? I was That's looking right. for that. I was looking for some feet, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. So I, um, you know, TJ, this is how this happened. Just so you know, if you haven't seen the bathroom tweet, it's not a, it's not a, it's not my best tweet. It's a, it's a good tweet, but it's not, it's not. You know, it doesn't deserve a. Uh, it's not winning any awards. Yeah, it doesn't deserve a, a, a <laughs> conversation on this podcast. But, but here we are. Here we are. <laughs> so, um, TJ and I are sitting there, and he's he's uh, he's we were talking about the track and how well they're upgrading it and how good a job they do, and he takes a picture. He was in the bathroom outside the track because he's spotting for me, and he shares it. He shows it to me on his phone of the bathroom in the uh, grandstand area. And I look, I was like, I did not go, I did not go into the infield bathrooms. Right. Oh, I didn't, right. I didn't go into none of them. Right. Gotcha. Yeah. And so I was, uh, he sends, he shows me a picture on his phone. He's like, I was like, damn, I knew Steve redid the bathrooms, but that's the bathroom. It's amazing. And so instead of using that one, cause it was troughs, I was like, man, I want to put a trough picture on the. On the social media app, even though you're still impressed. Yes. I mean it was an upgrade. I call, I text Steve and I said, "Steve, send me a picture of the infield bathroom." <laughs> so Steve sent me that picture that I tweeted. That is a. And that was right after Steve had finished building it in the off season, and so I tweeted that. And as soon as I sent it out, I was like, "Yeah, this is totally getting misinterpreted." Yeah. And so you know, and people had fun with it. Guys yeah, like, yeah, I'd love to, you know, I'd love to take a. The urinal. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, that's probably, that's probably a it. joke. That's right.
2: Um, <clears throat> I would love to been, Steve when you send that text. I mean, listen, we're all. We're all used to you just sending the most random text out of the blue, right? One. But hey, that was hey, that Steve. one.
0: That one just takes the cake right there. Hey Steve, I think the, I've heard the bathrooms are amazing. Can man, you s- could you shoot me a photo of the <laughs> <him? laughs> <laughs>
2: He had one on deck though. He, he did.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh it, yeah, that's yeah. a man that has plenty of bathroom. <laughs> yeah. He, he built the it. bathrooms. <laughs> and proud of it. course he's. You know he's proud. Yeah, yeah. And I'm a sure. friend, uh, uh, another guy, one of the racers. He's like. You went to the freaking racetrack on Friday night, ran the late mile race, hundred feet of laps, and what we get is a total is a picture <laughs> yeah. of the bathroom. <laughs> right. Your takeaway is how awesome the <laughs> infield bathroom was. I'm like,
2: no filter either. Yeah, that's no, straight up.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I had to, man. I'm like, you know, these tracks don't get enough credit when they actually do try to make the experience better. The oh man, the track bathrooms, they're they're legendary. Yeah. Good or bad, right? There's some that you don't even. Right. You'd rather go out in the woods. Right, you, right. You'd and rather go your to a with a leaf. Yeah, Portage Johns are nicer. Yeah, and uh, but but so yes, I was like, hey, I have to have, I have to celebrate this.
2: Yeah, no, I mean, listen, if you're going to upgrade that way, don't forget the racetrack, forget the surface, yeah. forget any of that stuff, get the bathrooms, and I'm
0: I'm yeah. not even kidding on that. That's I, a way to get people there. My I, my genuine thought is that the unknown over the amenities is really holding back some people from going. Right. Mm. People may think, man, I'd love to, I, I live nearby. I'd love to go out and watch the race, but you know, the bathrooms are nasty or the track food's no good or, you know, the the bleachers are old. I don't know. Right. So I, I'm just thinking, man, if that if, if just a few people see this, maybe they'll go. Right. Check that box off their yeah. list. Right. Yeah. Just All check right? that That's one.
2: Nice. Nope. This ain't bad. No worries here. Yeah. Florence has got that part covered. Yeah. 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 Well, good. All right, and, and, and by the way, you you finished six. Yeah. Um, did did your family go? Because like nope, oh, I'm to go back. When you have that conversation with Amy, is that an easy conversation to have? Do you just look at the schedule? Is it, it
0: wasn't an easy conversation. Okay. And a lot of you know, Amy doesn't care whether I go race or not. But I don't know. We had a conversation, and basically, I was telling her, I was like, man, I I like to you know, for me, if I'm going to do anything. I want to know way out in front. So I can, I got to wrap my brain around this, right? That's true. I cannot learn about something last minute because I freak out. I don't care what it is, right? I don't care if it's who's taking what kid to school in the morning. It's, you know, the last minute sort of, oh, okay, frantically making sure you're not going to leave something behind or do something wrong. Or, He's not lying.
2: That's not, that's yeah. true.
0: He'll worry about something. They don't, not right. necessary. And so, when they asked me, they're like, You should drive, it. you should drive. It. I'm like, Oh, I can't do that. I can't do it. I can't drive it. Oh no no, 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 no. And then they go, Why not? And yeah. then you're like And then I'm like, I don't know why. Don't know. not. Right, exactly. <laughs> I yeah. know
2: how this conversation yeah. goes.
0: And so I went home and I was like, Amy, it wasn't really, hey, Amy, do you mind if I do it? I was like, Amy, I wonder why I react that way. Like, what the hell's wrong with me? Why am I not like, Damn right, let's go do this? You know, and she's like, Yeah, I don't know. We talked about it for a while. She was really, really helpful. I told her I was like, you know, I'll be, I get nervous about it, but naturally nervous, which is fine. I don't really bother me too much. But you know, if if we, if we were sitting here and somebody said, you know, here's a great example. We were in Atlanta a couple, like a year or two ago, and Michael Annette had an issue in the morning, like right before the race. He's like, I can't race. That's right. He had his he had his like a uh, he had that fracture or something, yeah, right? That was bad. bothering him, his knee or something. And so. <clears throat> They, I'm in, I'm in the booth with a tie on. We're 20 minutes from getting ready to start the show and do this race. And they're scrambling for a driver. And they're like, can you do it? And I was like, hell no, I can't do it. I'm in the tie and up in the booth. I can't do that. Of course I could have. And, and, and part of me now, even today, goes, I should have. Why didn't I go down there and just drive the car? I would have been a frantic, anxiety-ridden mess yeah trying to get out of the booth go downstairs get on a suit don't have a helmet what you know putting all that together climbing is it climbing in the car and driving something you hadn't drove all weekend
2: that would have been a level that even i would have been anxious yeah. about like I, I like when you well
0: that is how just that's that that level of anxiety that you would have felt in that moment that's how i felt it in, in any kind of moment when they right. when something's sort of Right when somebody goes, hey, you want to go to lunch? Whoa, God no! <laughs> oh yeah. God, it's just lunch, man. No. I tell Amy, I'm like, man, it's just the life. I mean, I'm an introvert, you know. Right, and that's like I I see the memes, I see the uh, I see the uh, the Instagram handles that are that are like, you know, um, introvert life. You know, right. this is what this is what your thoughts are when things happen, and I'm like, yep, that's me. That's, <laughs> what, that's I do that. I yeah. do that thing. Um, but anyways. Well, I
2: went, I'm glad you did it. Yeah, I'm glad too. you went out there. It's yeah. fun. And and to be honest with you, I hope you do it again yeah. and I don't want to know just like this past time. Like I don't I like you just dropping in on places.
0: Yeah, that's so much easier because when you tell people you're going, they're like, "Oh hell, yeah, I'm going." And then you better win. And you're like, "I don't think I'm going to win." All right. We're just going to go have some fun. Let's not even worry about that. Let's just go enjoy it. And yeah. so Who did win? Sam Yarborough. He's really good, dude. He is he, Sam Yarbrough. Uh, has raced at Florence and Myrtle Beach before that. Uh, he has those place, places figured out. Interesting enough, I know this is getting in the weeds, but <clears throat> Sam drives a car that's uh, owned uh, by um, Robert Elliott. Robert Elliott, I used to race against Robert Elliott at Florence and Myrtle Beach. We at Kelly, one of Kelly's, I think Kelly's second late-mile stock car, we bought from Robert Elliott. And so there's these really cool like connections and this web, right, that, that, um, that still exists today. There's a, you know, um, I, I remember going to Wilkesboro when we went there for the first time in August and seeing Robert Elliott and I hadn't seen him in two decades. And I was like, holy, you know, man, can you imagine, can you believe we're still here? So it's fun. Uh, Chad McCumby works with Robert Elliott and that team. He was there. I saw him. He was working on the crew a little bit, but Sam's fast and good and hard to beat there. And, um, it's a fun race. Good, yeah. It's good times. Butterbean, he was there. Yeah, Butterbean. He ran fourth. Did he? Yep. Got the race with him a little bit. It's fun, man. It's is. I I would if I could do it like that every time. I'd love to, man. Just show up, unload. What it is is what it is. Right, right, right. Try to get try to come home one piece and go back again. Can you believe that we've had seven months without an NFL game? Well, good thing that's finally over. The NFL is here. And DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, is giving you a can't-miss offer for week one. This week, new customers can get $200 in bonus bets instantly when you bet just 5 bucks on any NFL game. DraftKings is hooking everyone up with game day greatness. All customers can take advantage of two new offers every single game day this September. Check the app to see what you get. Download now and use code DALE to sign up. New customers can take home $200 in bonus bets instantly just for betting 5 bucks. That's code DALE, only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. For state-specific disclaimers, check the show notes. 21 plus in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance eligibility wagering and deposit restrictions apply cdkng.co football for eligibility terms and responsible gambling resources
1: i'm alex rodriguez and i'm jason kelly from bloomberg this is the deal each week you're here us in conversation with business icons this show will explore deal making across sports media and entertainment that is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not as uh, simple you know as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify.
0: Let's move on, man. Darlington Raceway this past weekend was was great. Uh, I ch- I, say, I think it was you know when you I think it was a success, success. All the races, uh, the, the overall weekend. I did something a little unusual. We had a uh, late start on Saturday for the cup race. So when the Xfinity race was over with, I drove down uh, to check on a beach house that we got, um, which was kind of fun. Everything's good down there. They had a little storm go through. And by little, you mean big, because that was a big storm. Well, yeah. yeah, It was Um, a (laughs) hurricane. You know, one thing that's fascinating, um, I used to have a place in the Keys forever, and we, we sold that, and we've got something that we can drive to. On the Carolina coast. And man, the, 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 how the shoreline changes from these storms is so fascinating. And I know that, you know, the erosion and, and ebb and flow of sandbars and all those things, but um, man, it changes a lot, a lot more than I ever knew. I've never spent a ton of time on, on, on the beach. Like I don't, haven't owned a house around any kind of ocean or beach before. Um, but the way it changes, a storm will come through and completely mold it into a different shape, right? The whole shoreline and everything. Um, I'm kidding in the weeds again. but
2: No, I mean, listen, I would be honest with you. As you say that, it was something we just know what happens and we take yeah. it for granted. But, like, you must have seen something. Well, I went on you-
0: the beach walk. Where there's a beach walk to access the beach that's a certain distance, and it's like it's only 75% long, as long as it, like, it's the shoreline, this beach and everything is now closer. Oh, wow, yeah. Yeah, and now, you know, it, there's these jetties and the sand and all that from the jetties is all intact, and, and so s- some of the shoreline, like to the left and to the right, is still in its place, but right where that, um, it just gets eroded away by, by the storms. And then over time, it it, it regenerates. I've looked at these historical aerials just to make sure like the damn thing ain't just getting closer and closer and closer and it sort of ebbs and flows back and forth. Right. Um, but it's fascinating to me. Anyways, uh, we'll, uh, we'll talk about Darlington. I promise. We <laughs> went to, uh, you know, went to, in, went into the Xfinity race. Um, I'm a little apprehensive on doing these Xfinity races in the playoffs, uh, because of our, t- our team, right. Um, I try my hardest not to show any bias up there. Um, they play a little audio of Josh Berry early in the race. Did you watch any of the Xfinity race, Mike? No, so they play no. a little audio of Josh Berry early in the race, and he's like, this is the worst car I've ever drove in my life. And I'm like, surely not. But <laughs> I know <laughs> right. the feeling, man. I've said that before. Yeah. Um, and, and, uh, and so – They're playing an audio, and I'm like, yeah, well, yeah, he's just got to stay in the fight. And then, you know, the team's got to get him to the end of the stage so they can work on it. And I'm saying all the things. And uh, he, he rebounded, which was nice. Josh ended up with a top five finish. Um, so that was really really good for them and they had great speed at the end of that race it wasn't just like they got lucky and finished fifth and the car was crap i mean they actually improved the car and made it to where it was pretty pretty decent i gotta be honest with you anytime you hear a driver that says this is the worst car in my life and it's early
2: in the race yeah. usually they have a good finish i yeah. mean you think about it, every time kyle bush has said that anytime kevin harvick said it anytime yeah. you've said that it's always going to be fine and y'all the teams end
0: up doing what they do yeah um i guess uh you know the biggest moment in the race was for me personally, I guess, is Sam Maris, Parker Clearman, late. Right. Parker, that's awkward. Yeah, it is. Parker, <laughs> Parker works for NBC, right? And did you know has been a pit reporter for us uh, for years, and uh, I've gotten to know him. Great guy. Awesome guy. Yeah, does a lot of great things in the in the in the sport, in and out of the car. Um, but he's finally gotten this really great opportunity uh, driving that forty eight car this year. And he's done some good things with it, and he's really trying to work them into the playoffs. That would be a great box for them to check on Huge, their yeah. board, right? Yeah, and so he's
2: contending. Yeah, he is.
0: And so um, I didn't know that him and Sam and Sam's dad and all those guys were they had a relationship. Which I, I so Sam goes down in a corner, and just runs over him, right? Knocks him out of the way, spins him out. Uh, big mistake. Sam it, he owned it. Said, "Hey, yeah. I screwed up." Admitted mistake. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I thought Parker was gonna. I'm like, oh crap! Parker's gonna get out, say things that are gonna make it awkward. But he gets out and he goes, "I'm friends with him. We'll talk." He's he 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 uh, he's won races. He just does some dumb stuff, and uh, I felt like that. That was, uh, <clears throat> you know, we've talked about Sam. You know, sort of trying to learn. You know, create. You know, generate his racecraft and get better finish races. Get to the end of these the things. He's fast, but make. But he's fast, but. He's fast, but this happens, this happens, this happens. Obviously, this year he's gotten to victory lane a couple times. He's starting to see some of the things in his head clicking, where he's, you know, learning how to, you know, make less mistakes. Even this year, man, a lot of races, fast cars, a lot of mistakes, a lot of, you know, but he would still get this good result at the end of the day, and he'd go, hey, I got a good result, man. We're like, yeah, but that thing you did at lap 10, (laughs) that's why you didn't win the race. (laughs) And he's like, oh. And so – Anyways, you know, Parker gets out. Everything Parker says is factual. But, um, yeah, so that was the only awkward point. We're at the very end of the broadcast. They're showing this um, interview of Parker. And Rick goes, Rick hits the button to talk to just me, Mm -hmm. Rick Allen. And he goes, hey, Junior, you're going to comment on this, right? And I was literally like ready to check out i'm going Stay to the beach. yeah it. i'm going to check on the house <laughs> yeah, yeah, i'm driving yeah. to you going to see how the map i'm going to drive a couple hours yeah <laughs> and see the shoreline and i was like oh what what and he's like yeah 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 i think you should and so um yeah you I had to come up. Had a little right comment there. yeah I had a little comment and um well parker made it easy on you he as did. he would
2: uh, as he always does he's not a loose cannon yeah, no. so parker's always yeah. pretty uh you know level-headed of course yeah. so um good thing you had him and not you know
0: I know. It could Ty been, Gibbs or somebody. Yeah. Which that would have been not that wouldn't have been a problem, but the Parker is part of our NBC That's family, right, right? Right. Like I right. see him in the production meetings. Yeah. And um and all of the NBC family, right, is very excited about Parker in sure. his season. Yeah. Right? It'd be like
2: if Harrison Burton and, yeah. and one of your
0: drivers yeah. got into it and you and Jeff are <laughs> just sitting yeah. next to each other in the booth. Yeah. I have to remind our NBC family that I actually own a couple cars out there sometimes. <laughs> and that you're normal and yeah. you got human feelings. Yeah. <laughs> like but, but it's good that they actually forget, I guess. Well, yeah, that means yeah. you're doing something right, right, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. So let's move on to the cup race. The uh the cup race, um golly. I mean, I'm not saying this in a bad way, saying saying a negative comment. It's a long race. I like the fact that it's a long race. A lot happened. A lot didn't happen. Um, stage one, all green—the longest green flag run in ten years—and um, so I, um, you know, we're we're I know we're going to do stage two with Jeff uh, with uh, uh, Jarrett and Kyle Kyle Petty. I haven't done play by play in forever, but uh, I didn't do a whole lot of like my traditional prep for that. Typically, man, if I am going to do some play by play, even if it's that third stage, I'll sit down and I'll write out. Exactly what I'm going to say when we go to commercial, or when we're going to come back from commercial, or how I might even open it up at the top of the stage. Hey, everybody, it's Dale Jr. Here we are with, you know, two legends, and we're second stage of the. Re- I'll write it all out, even if I don't say it exactly that same way. Like I'll have this whole journal of stuff that I, if I feel like I'm going to just go blank, I can grab this page and <laughs> get through it. Right? Yeah. I didn't I, do any of that.
2: Why? <laughs> what? What? I mean the. Certainly, after we've just talked about how
0: anxious yeah. you get about things, I know. why wouldn't you have done that? That's interesting. Well, I'll tell you, man. Um, so we do those little, we do those uh, those little walk and talks mm-hmm. on, on pre-race. This particular weekend, we were in turn three and four up against the wall. Every time I do one of those, if I try to, if I try to write a script and memorize it, and then go up there and perform it. I Screw it up Mm. every time. Like this weekend, Saturday, I really didn't have a script. I just got up there and I said, Jeff, I'm just going to talk and then I'll hand it to you. And I just said whatever came to my mind and gave it to Jeff. And it was fine. Right. Wouldn't say it was our best work or my best work, but it was, I got through it, no problem. I sat down Sunday morning or Saturday morning and started like, man, I want to say, I want to, I want to, I want to compare this race and this track to Mount Everest. Right. I really want to send the point home that this is this is the toughest hill to climb this racetrack this wind this southern 500 and in trying to write a scripted comment i stumbled over the word fence right and so anytime i really have a, a a script a script in my brain that i'm retaining and trying to spit out i they'll there's a really good high chance that you're gonna you're gonna stumble If you go up there and you're just talking from your heart and just you know using visual cues and just saying whatever's on your mind, trust yourself. It comes on out. It's it's a conversation. Right. Just like we're having right now. I'm not stumbling on words. That's right. We're just having a conversation right now. But if I sit down right here and try to plan what I was gonna say to you, Mike, I'd probably have to You know, probably take a couple tries.
2: That's interesting how the brain works like that. I mean, I'm with you. I I can relate to that. Although your stumble was not a bad stumble, but I know how you would have felt in the moment. It felt
0: like I screwed the whole thing up. Right. You know. And so, um, anyways, we go up for stage three, and I'm like, you know what? I'm just gonna just gonna talk naturally, and I'm not gonna have a plan. You know, we get up there. It's just gonna. I know what. I know where we are. I know how big this moment is. Um. And I know all the things I need to know. And I'll try to make sure that I share that in my comments. And and felt like it went good. I enjoyed doing that. I, I uh the the weekend going into it, I was like, man, is this kind of run its course? Me and DJ and Kyle doing that segment. Um I wasn't sure. At the end of the day, at the end of the race, I feel like it's still it's still fun. I still enjoy doing it. And for that very that, that very race, I think, you know, uh, it hasn't run its course, at least for me. I got you. I like you in your
2: normal role. I, it's not that you did a bad job. You did a good job. You did. It's fine. And I really like hearing you, Kyle, and Dale Jarrett. I mean, the drivers are up there. They yeah. got for a second segment. I got it. But me personally, Dale. Yeah. It's no knock on you. Yeah. I like you when you are in your role. Yeah. At your strengths. Which as soon as that, like, as soon as they, uh Segment 3 started and you were back in your normal yeah. color commentating, it's like you were hitting on all cylinders again. Yeah. I, play by play is, I can't it's even hard. imagine yeah. how hard that is. Yeah. Like, you, you're talking about going in and out of breaks. That is a that is a skill set and a craft that people have to spend years on honing if they ever even get it. And only a few people really master it. And so the fact that you went in there without any notes is bonkers actually. But the fact, I I understand why you said you did it now, but yeah, dude, I mean, like I'm looking forward to the day when NBC keeps you in your role none of these yeah. radio style things I, the radio style is fine but don't put you in a turn
0: you're not a turn announcer but, but you know I, I hear you you're you're great at what you do yeah well it was uh i, I enjoy doing that and and it does help me understand how hard rick's job is job is it helps me appreciate how good rick is and um and how good any play-by-play uh commentator is but uh it was a you know, it was a fun stage except for the lights, man. The lights went out. And I was, I was half joking when I was like, hey, they might throw a yellow for this and that'll help Christopher Bell because he needs one in that moment. Um, but it did get darker. It was like it was progressively getting harder to see and the shadow cast off a of turn four off the wall was getting worse and further down the racetrack. And so, um, yeah, they br- they bring out this yellow. It was a seven-minute red flag. It felt like an hour, uh, especially yeah, look- sitting there trying to, like – come up with stuff to talk about and they were yeah. you know our our production truck is dancing around we're gonna do this nope nope we're, we're gonna do this now we're gonna do this all right we're gonna do this <laughs> and we're like all right all right okay 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 and so uh final and we're sitting there going please get them damn lights back on let's right. see we're calling this race is way easier when it's happening um can you mute the truck Yeah. Yeah.
2: It's probably not a good idea. It's not a good idea. (laughs) Uh, Being that they're at the controls. But by the way, that's in those moments where watching at home, you don't really get an honest, uh, you know, feel of how dark it is because so much light comes through these cameras. Yeah, you don't.
0: You don't. But, um, anyways, uh, in the final. you know, Bubba had Bubba had the spin at the end of stage one. He rebounds. Christopher Bell hits the wheel, really, hits the wall really hard. Does not rebound. Denny Hamlin loose wheel. Ninety seven laps to go. Unreal. Had a great race car. Um, the, you know, it's it, n- there were some problems on the track, but most of the things and the problems that we see in that first stage are typically pit road issues with the with the playoff teams. We're uber focused on those sixteen drivers in that race. Um, one of the oddest things about the race is Tyler Reddick slowing down, trying to make pit road. He was way beyond the opportunity to get to pit road. He was beyond the commitment commitment box and all that. Ended up getting Ryan Newman spun around, which I'm sure Reddick didn't care about because he was having a hard time passing Newman. He was upset with Ryan. Um, Kevin Harvick's coming to pit road, right, to uh, to get four tires under green when this happens. The drivers around him obviously chose to avoid pit road as the as the lights turn red. All right, and pit road closes. Harvick either was too late to make the decision. Um, I don't know what whether he saw the light or not. But he comes down pit road, makes a pit stop. He's penalized. He goes to the back of of the field for the restart. He was sitting in second place with one of his best shots to win this year, and yep. it was and it was over. Just like that. Yep, just like that.
2: Was it smart? Help me out there. I, I, I was assuming and it felt like Rick Allen was assuming he would have just rolled on through, but he still <laughs> makes his pit stop. Was that yeah. the was I that the move he, to do?
0: Yeah. Well, I don't know. I think if he rolls on through, he is able to basically just blend back onto pit road and maintain his position. The fact that you perform the pit stop, I believe, is what would it in, incur the penalty to put you at the back. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I, uh, I think the other, I think the conversation to have here is, is should the I have a little, and and this isn't a this isn't a fault of NASCAR. This is just a, a this is a reaction to learning and, and and having this process play out and us go. Okay, is this really the best way to be doing this? I think I think for I think I I'd love to know NASCAR's opinion on should we should we adjust what is committed to pit road. Mm. So. There's a box, an orange box, right? That they, there's a commit, there's a pit road line, and the box is out there. The box is is earlier, right, than the line that Harvick crosses, right? Right to to commit to he's he, the, the the pit road speed line. The 24 I believe crossed over the box right he, he committed to Pit road then goes up uh, not, not going to he pit was able to bow out before. he drives over the line right that's fine that's not an, that's not a penalty I guess um Harvick, though is already by the pit, by the commitment box this orange box you're not supposed to touch and I feel like that maybe we need to look at look uh, if you are if you're beyond the box and committed to Pit Road. You're free and clear to go ahead and come down pit road. Mm. It's a balls and strikes kind of thing. It's not giving an advantage uh, to this team. It's how you know it just so happens that the caution comes out in this moment. Right. It's not man, it's not manipulation or no. manufactured. I believe you know if you're saying okay, here's the commitment box. And now a driver is beyond the commitment box. He's committed to pit road. Caution comes out. He can continue his plan to go on down pit road and do what he wants to do. Free and clear. How far in front of the
2: line is that box? Like, is its is it 50 yards? Is it 100? Like, like how, how how much are we talking about right now? We there? should
0: get it up on the screen so we can get it. We should. Yeah. Because
2: yeah. then I'm going to ask you one like, how far, you know. How much do you give them? I think yeah. that's a pretty good idea, frankly, because Harvick wasn't trying to get Harvick got screwed. He just got out stra- straight up screwed. Yeah. Forget advantages or anything. I mean, he just got like completely hosed the way that happened. Especially because the way the caution came out was he's him
0: going to pit road is what started that whole chain reaction to begin with. Harvick is not at the commitment box, all right. Mm-hmm. But that yellow line that's drawn to the commitment box, there's this big yellow line that starts back in the middle of three and four. He's under that. He's he's headed toward pit road. He is he would be unable when the light comes on to make a right turn and miss the commitment box. He'd cause a wreck. He yeah. would wreck himself. Right. Right. And so, in my opinion, he's in a position where he has made the choice and committed to pit road. And any other time if this was green flag and he takes a right and drives over the box, it's a penalty. Mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. So what he what NASCAR would have allowed him to do would be a penalty on any other lap. You understand me? I do. But him staying the course and going down Pit Road and coming into his stall and changing tires is a penalty. And so I feel like that it's a little muddy. It could probably be cleaned up just a little bit. There may be a way to put more information on the surface of the racetrack that would allow NASCAR, like such as lines and things and so forth, that right. would allow NASCAR to say, "Okay, look, you're you're at the point to where you can't you're gonna you're gonna cross over the commitment line, the box, and all those things if you com- if you abort going to pit road. So when you get to X spot and the caution comes out, you can continue your stop. Mm-hmm. You have enough time." You, you don't have, you know, you before that, you have enough time if the college comes out to avoid the commitment box, like the 24 behind Harvick does, right? Mm-hmm. The 24 Byron is far enough back to be able to turn right and avoid the commitment box. Harvick can't. And so, in my mind, I have a problem with how muddy that is because, yeah, if Harvick turns right here and uh, doesn't go down Pier Road, he's committed a penalty on any other lap by crossing by going under the commitment box, right? Yeah. And then skipping pit road. That's yeah. not legal any other time.
2: Right. You're so, just basically asking for a little bit of grace like a
0: like a a, yeah. a, a grace box for for lack of a better not, term. I you? just think I should figure out a way to use what we have, but yes, have a little grace for that scenario. Right. And you know, I think I don't disagree with that.
2: I mean, frankly, because the way I mean, Look, it's not going to happen most of the time like that. Like, it's not going to happen. I got it. But when it does, yeah. and in this case, with so much on the line, I mean, yeah. Harvick was right in position. Best position he had for a win all year long. Goes and books his, uh, you know, next round uh, spot. Yeah. And that, <clears throat> that right there screwed him. I, I did feel bad for him.
0: Yes. Some of our listeners might not know this, but our friends at Lionel Racing, the official diecast of NASCAR, have an entire line of cars and haulers that you can find on the toy aisle at a store near you. Lionel's NASCAR Authentics cars and haulers can be found at all your local stores like Walmart, Target, Myers, And Lionel releases new cars in this line all the time. If you're already a 164-scale diecast collector, or if you're thinking about starting a collection, you want to check out the latest NASCAR Authentics releases. What's great about Lionel is that in addition to offering the diecast of the most popular Cup Series drivers in their NASCAR Authentics line, they make sure that smaller race teams and -and up-and-coming drivers are represented as well. The best way to find out when the new NASCAR Authentics cars are coming to your Walmart, Target, or Meijer store is to follow Lionel Racing on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You'll find out everything you need to know there, and be sure to also visit lionelauthentics.com. Start that collection now, or add to the one you already got. I want to move on uh, to Bowman and Suarez. Please, because my God. Okay, so I, this is some bull. This is some bulls
2: So... I don't even know what bullshit you're about to say, but I know there's some bullshit that Yeah. All right.
0: Um, Bowman is uh, – you know, Suarez, we were watching this for like a lap or half a lap. Suarez gets the run off of the top of four. He's going to have an opportunity to pass Bowman. He's got to run, right? He goes to move left. Bowman blocks him way down the track, like third lane. Not just one lane. Blocked him down, down, down. Bowman finally realizes the block was successful. He starts coming back up the track to be able to commit to turn one. He can't go down on turn one on apron, right? He's got to get no. up. He's got to get up the track, right. right? People are saying he blocked to the right. I, I don't think so. You don't think Bowman blocked to the right? I really don't. I think Bowman was just trying to get back on the straightaway to enter turn one. Okay, interesting. Um, i will tell you, man. I've drove a few race cars in my life. I think Bowman's just trying to get back up the f***ing racetrack because he went way too far to the left on the first block. Just get, just trying to correct course. Yeah, and he's like, oh, I got to get up for turn. I got to go back up the racetrack for the turn. I don't even think he's really looking in the mirror at this point because he's almost right on top of the turn. All right. Mm-hmm. But it, it's fine if he was if he was blocking a second time to the right, if he was, then that's right. The first block was too big. I don't know if you even need to block at Darlington at that point in the race. We've seen them all night long racing side by side down into turn one. Right. We've seen the outside just be as competitive. Right. You made that point and, and you were
2: right. Yeah. There's multiple grooves here. What
0: are we trying to do? Right. Why are we trying to block? Yeah, that was a bit unnecessary considering you could continue the battle down into one and maybe even win the position sure. back. Right. But uh, so he blocks. Okay. If he, if he blocks back to the right. We don't. I don't want to argue that with anybody, right? If you feel like he blocked back to the right, I'm fine with you feeling that way. I'm not 100% sure he was totally blocking the second time. Maybe he was, but I, don't, I think he's just trying to get back up the track to turn into the corner. And so block number one, bad. Bowman, bad move. I'm giving you some blame here, Bowman. It was an emotional block. Hey, I just want people to know I'm blaming Bowman some
2: good i mean big of you all right because i mean by all means the, the
0: alternative would be to blame suarez for something and that well that, that's pretty much what everybody's saying i was doing <laughs> really yes who was saying that i go on i mean my timeline is full of people like how could you put that on suarez jr your boss is showing for hendrick oh, i didn't
2: think you did that god twitter they, so you got to quit looking at them for your, for your, for your, no, your confidence will be shot. If you go no. there first, call me. I'll tell you. First. I don't
0: need nobody to tell me nothing. Uh, yeah, I know you. they're, no. I know they're wrong. <laughs> I know they don't know what the hell they're talking about. So, Hey, listen, I'm
2: not one to ever uh, miss a chance to blame track house or something. Well, but in this t- case, Warren didn't
0: do anything wrong. Hey, <laughs> that that's not entirely my opinion. Okay. Go ahead. You tell your, your opinion. Bowman bears the majority of the responsibility of this whole thing. All right. Now, I'm going to put some on Suarez. Oh, my goodness. Where? I'll show you. All right.
2: All right. It so, must have happened before Nope.
0: That. No. No. All right. S- listen, so bo- it, uh, uh, both drivers bear some responsibility. That was my comment on, on the TV. Now, it ain't 50 50, it can be 70 30. So, I'm going to give a lot of the responsibility for how this all ended up and both cars wadded up in the wall to Bowman. Bowman, I'm going to give you 75%, whatever, right? But, when they're coming back up across the racetrack, the 99 could have wrecked the 48 if, in in in, in the best case scenario, like, he doesn't have to lift i'm not saying man and i should have lifted but he did not need to wreck with bowman that wasn't that wasn't like he wasn't handed at the you know as that wrecks as this thing's playing out it wasn't like oh man he he had no choice but to crash with him he had a choice not the wreck okay and as bowman's coming back up across the racetrack all he had to do was turn Bowman right into the fence and and get go left and go and and carry on.
2: That's kind of what he did, right?
0: No, they both went up into the wall and crashed. Yeah,
2: but you're saying that he could have avoided wrecking himself.
0: <clears throat> yes. Is there any way I can watch it? Yeah. yeah, of course.
2: So let's replay
0: this. I'm just thinking, man. Like, do I see, you know, do I see Kevin Harvick and Bush and, uh, you know, some of these other guys like wreck? Why are, yeah, they would have wrecked the hell out of the forty-eight and said, "Sorry, bud, you blocked. You're done. You block, you pay." Yeah, Tony Stewart
2: would have just sent him. He would have never wrecked himself. Hey, I think you got a good point there. That's interesting. That right? that
0: was the when I say when I say when I say that Daniel bears some responsibility. What I mean is Daniel had an out. Yeah, you know when I say Tony Stewart, I remember to,
2: Tony Stewart and Truex at Bristol. Yeah, where Truex kind of blocked him and he just psh, punted, just yeah. punted him. And then moves on about his day. There you go, Mike. You can there get a look. All right, look let's at, take
0: a look at this. Suarez going left right here, big block down into third, third and a half lane. What I see there, Dale, yeah. is
2: Suarez literally going right
0: to try to avoid um, Bowman. Yeah. What I think, I wish Suarez should have done is wreck Bowman and not wreck, you know, not be not try to avoid not, him. Not, wreck Bowman. He didn't have to off. lift. He did not have to do anything. He's he's like, hey man, you put yourself in this position. I don't have to go out with you. Um Do you reckon right there? Like we're watching. I what, think right it? here. Like the ninety nine. I think the ninety nine should be where the sixteen is right now. Yeah. Missing all of this. Bump and go left. Yeah. Bump and go left. Yeah. Yeah. And so when I say, Man, I gotta put a little bit of that on the ninety nine, I'm like, man, you had you you could have you know, if the forty-eight still crashes, ends up on the hook, but you could have continued. And so, I, I thought he actually got up in the fence, but he doesn't, right? Oh, yeah, it's when Harrison Burton yeah. comes in. The 9 never hits the wall. Bowman like hits the wall and ricochets into Swords. Yeah. it seemed like
2: right. It, it looked to me like Swords just trying to avoid him. Yeah. And then when Bowman comes back across, that, play that one more time. Now I want to watch it and and try to take Dale's
0: theory. Um, where Bowman's just trying to correct course instead of blocking, yeah, he's just trying to get back up the track. And uh. then the when he when he and the ninety nine hook bumpers, Bowman no longer can can stop the, going they're own, right.
2: They're on they're long for the right. Yeah, at he's that point. now
0: he's now he now looks like he's trying to block right, but he's actually out, he can't he can't he, he's out of control. Yeah, he can't get left. And so <clears throat> I'm not saying, man, that was part. I'm not saying uh, this crash was Daniel's fault. As much as damn Daniel had an out mm. that he could have taken, he had a he had a uh, exit ramp that would have still sent the forty eight into the fence. That I wanted, I wanted Daniel to take that exit ramp so that he continues to race.
2: Yeah, listen, you're the driver, man. I mean, like I, I would have never even thought that.
0: I just look at two people blocking and wrecking and everything, and just yeah. think they're all idiots. Look, I, I'm I'm not been in this situation with the next gen car and i don't know at what i don't know what kind of control over the situation daniel has in that moment right why is he not trying to avoid the 48 as they go up in toward the wall why is he not moving down the racetrack like other cars right there right i don't know but uh i'm like damn daniel you didn't have to crash too right yeah. Why is the forty eight not just wrecked in the wall and you're going? You're carrying on. So you said that you guys were watching this for about a
2: lap before. Yeah. So were they just? Were Daniel they, had the faster. It, was this an emotional uh, confrontation nope. that they started getting a little road ragey? Nope. Okay. Daniel
0: had a couple runs on him and they didn't. They he couldn't get the spot, and so uh, but I saw him going around three and four and I'm like, oh yeah, Daniel's gonna have a run here. I was ready for it, and so when the move started happening, we were on top of it. Gotcha. Yep. Dude, a lot of the
2: playoff guys, man, had some crazy, crazy troubles, right? Like I just yeah. thought, like it always
0: happens at Darlington. Yeah. I mean, that first race, everybody's on kind of edge; they're nervous. Now the 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 new pressure of being in the playoffs is on top of you. You haven't felt that all year. You're going regular season, regular season, and a lot of guys are. Of course, that was two non-playoff drivers, but a lot of a lot of drivers are, um, in locked in for weeks, mm-hmm. and they're on they're on easy street; they're cruising. They're like, man, I'm in the playoffs. Playoffs are coming. They'll be here soon, man. But we're just kind of getting, you know, some stage points when we can. Otherwise, I got no care in the world. And then all of a sudden, boom, playoffs are here, and the there's this new pressure. Yeah, it ratchets up. It's like, okay, now I got to get through this first round, and the, that's when you see, you know, the, it, it's not just the drivers either. It's the crews. You can see the, you know, that the pressure is on the teams during the stops to have flawless stiff pit stops, right? right? Truex had an issue early.
2: A lot of the teams that had issues early come yeah. back and, and, and were able to get back there at the end. But uh.
0: We were in a broad, we were in our broadcast meeting, and everybody's like, oh, man, you know, uh, the best pit crew on pit road, one of the best pit crews on pit road, the pit crew champions this year, uh, Ty Gibbs crew, they're going over to Christopher Bell. This is exactly what Christopher Bell needs. He could totally go on another tear in the playoffs like he did last year. He's got one of the best pit crews in the, on pit road now. Mm-hmm. And uh, Jeff Burton held his hand up. He goes, "Hey, this could go the completely opposite way. They could start screwing up now that they're under this microscope, right?" Yeah. First stop, drop the jack. Goes from leading the race yep. to the to, to losing positions. Yep. Um, and then it kind of spiraled from there. Anyhow, um, what was this about um, Bowman saying the uh, that? T Mac, his crew chief for Suarez, was flipping him off on the way to the airport, or anytime I'm around him. <laughs> I, I hope that's it's, true. <laughs> it's what he said in his comment. Everybody was like, "What?" <laughs> on Twitter, Mack. He, he said Travis Mac was like, "I don't know what he's talking yeah. about," but yeah. <laughs> T-Mac, I hope
2: it's true because that's not <laughs> really Travis. It was out of pocket, Travis yeah, Mac. <laughs> it was like a yeah. yeah. ricochet shot. <laughs> that
0: whole yeah, that whole interaction, T Mac's comeback about <laughs> checking him for a concussion and yeah. all of that was so unnecessary. Um, that's hilarious and then at the funny. end of the day they 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 tweeted oh we had a conversation we're talking about it we're going to make t-shirts yeah exactly Um, Kyle yeah. Larson wins the Southern 500 his first Darlington winning cup you know when that stat came up I was like I can't believe you hadn't won here mm. it's wild right this is like uh, you know he said it when he got out of the car he's like here in Daytona man two mm-hmm. places I ain't won at that I really love to have a big you know get a trophy from Darlington is a racer's in a driver's track, every, you know, and Larson is the epitome of a racer, a driver. He absolutely wants to check that box, and he did. 299 win for Hendrick Motorsports. I remember being there for the 200th photo. Wow. And it was at Darlington. Wow. Yeah, they won, I think, their 200th race there, and we took a picture on Pitt Road. Oh, wow. And there was, like, 150 employees there. Dude. They have found Victory Lane. Those yeah. are their 500th for the engine shop, too. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Denny Hamlin uh, goes on Actions Detrimental a day after or later that evening whenever he did this show after Darlington uh, with Joe Gibbs as his guest. It was awesome. It yeah. was. And he but, announces a multi-year agreement with uh, Joe Gibbs Racing. So I guess all is well. Boy, everybody was talking about 2311 going to Ford. That was like this weird rumor this weekend. I'm like, what? That shit ain't happening. What are y'all talking about?
2: <laughs> hey, listen. When I introduced, uh, just, just introduced for the record, if they would ever switch manufacturers, it was a couple of weeks ago when you brought up the whole contract. Yeah. You were like, absolutely ain't not. And so when, as soon as you said that, I just wrote it off. Anybody that says anything else. There were I'd
0: people still entertaining the possibility. Hey, just like,
2: did you guys hear the story? On actions detrimental, with Joe Gibbs in the jet ski yes, I did. and the uh, the girls at Denny's party. Yes. Oh, Dell, you got to go <laughs> All right. listen to that clip. That is, very that is so it. funny. Coach Gibbs talking about the time he uh, Denny was having a party and there were two girls. He goes with half basically nothing on, and and Pat's up on the porch and they come asking me for a jet ski. Ride. <laughs> <laughs> Coach Gibbs, man, it is a funny story to go listen. It's on actions detrimental. <laughs> he had some good stories he really did. Oh, uh, it's so good. Yeah. I got one more thing I want to ask Dale real quick. Go ahead. Uh, by the way, you know there was some clarity added on Dirty Mode Doe last <coughs> week about one-liners. Did you catch this stuff? You know, the professor yeah. even had his own shirt that I was, saw it, yeah. Yeah, um, and they they were saying, listen, one-liners, Dale, they're not to be read. They're not supposed to be read verbatim. What is your response? I My response know.
0: is, you give me a sheet of one-liners that I've got to then go and and and. Make a whole notepad full of how I'm going to say this on air. I think the answer to that is yes. <laughs> well, boy, thanks, thanks for the extra work. Yeah, I think the
2: answer is maybe you put it in your own words, right? Thanks for the extra work. <laughs> I love this, dude. If this one-liner debate went on for the rest of the year, I would not oh, be disappointed. No, I loved it so much <laughs> because you know Latart was on the chip when he started dirty mode this past week. It's worth going back and listening to him just to get all riled up. Yeah, if Indian.
0: I was if this so when we're doing it, we're gonna do Ask Junior and the first line of the intro is, it's finally time for our favorite part of the show. If that was a one-liner from Russell, it would say, "Part of the show, it's actually your favorite." Well, it's finally <laughs> it's finally time for that. <laughs> that was, <geez. laughs> listen this is too
2: funny for me although i gotta say i gotta say this is not the first time you've read something verbatim that was never intended to be read verbatim i'm sorry yeah i know but this is what's funny for me yeah this is and they just got a little dose of it there's this network
0: it's from xfinity (laughs) xfinity sponsors ask junior the network's 10g and it's brought to you by i love this by the way because
2: now guess who gets the one-liners I'm on the email now. Yeah. professor's now sending me the
0: one-liners. Oh, I didn't know that. I know. I can't <laughs> that, wait. Yeah, the line, the outro uh, is thanks. Uh, the outro, outro is that's the Ask Junior segment for today. Thanks for all your great questions. And if it was a one-liner by Russell, it would say, "Great questions. We really appreciate the, we really appreciate those." Are you saying the professor writes like Yoda? <clears throat> like, yeah, great questions. Yeah.
2: These Xfinity segment. Yeah.
0: Questions were yeah yeah the Ask Junior segment which yeah, happened, it, yeah. which happened today yeah all right well the professor now
2: is Yoda okay.
1: got it. Covering a city block in less than a second. All
0: right, it's time for one of our new segments here on the Dell Junior Download called the Flying Lap. And hey, that's right, the Flying Lap
2: is presented by our sponsor Birch Gold Group. You get a free info kit on gold by texting Dell Dale Junior D A L E J R to nine eight nine eight nine eight and if you. Place an order by October 31st. You get a gift card to score some Dirty Mo Media merch
0: worth up to $500. Each week, we'll play clips from our Dirty Mo Media podcast, and we're going to react to them. So, Alex, what do we have today?
2: Uh, Today, we got an actions detrimental clip about Denny's loose wheel. All of that, let's see.
1: It was the final verdict on the loose wheel. So, yeah, immediately, uh, they played audio of Chris saying, hey, man, we we don't see anything loose. And I... And I said to him, well, Chris, it was loose. Um, and so it takes time for them to download like a high-res video of, of what happened, you know, from the cameras that they have. And what it looked like was, you know, when the changer was tightening the nut, again, their brain tells them, all I gotta do is hit this thing for one second, I'm pulling off and I'm going. Right. You assume that the, the threads are gonna go on just perfectly, and you just never know, right? It looked like the... the Left rear changer's gun was still in a tightening motion, so it had not gone in. You know, when it's tight, it it spins and then stops. Right. That's why they draw lines on the gun, is for, to tell them when the lines stop, you can go ahead and pull off. It was still ratcheting itself tight when he pulled off. Okay. So it wasn't. So it this wasn't is all kind all of muscle memory, right? Boom. Zzz. It is. It, you know, they don't wait to see the line stop. Right. right? They're not waiting there to it's more for the video to diagnose (laughs) if it stops it's tight right if the if it was still moving when you pulled off then it's it still had room to tighten right and so i i'd never had a loose wheel um that i can remember uh in next gen that under green certainly under green and so i would never felt that sensation before and i knew that right away that it's loose There you go. Denny Hamlin giving us a great
0: insight into his experience with his loose wheel there at Darlington that pretty much took him out of the opportunity to win the race. Make sure uh, to tune in every week, Uh, tune in often for the flying lap. And we'll again play some clips from our other dirty Mo media podcast, speed street door bumper clear, dirty Mo doe clips. All of those will be included at some point in time. And uh, so, yeah, that's the flying lap. A city block in less than a second. Alright, it's time for the white flag here on this episode of Dale Jr. Download, Tuesday, September 5th, 2023. Let's see, the second children's book, Buster, gets back on track. Is currently available for pre-order on all major retailers. If you um, don't know that we have wrote a children's book, we did, Buster... Uh, had a trip to Victory Lane in the first book and now he's going to get back on track. So go check that out at DaleJunior.com slash buster. If you got kids, I promise this is a good good book for those kids. They'll have you read it every night. At least mine do. Um, the Dale Junior Foundation has driven to give uh Gloves program auction this year. It's back again for 2023, one of the largest lineups of participating drivers in the program in ten years. Uh, a total of sixty NASCAR Cup and Xfinity Series drivers will partake in the program during the Bristol Motor Speedway race weekend on September 15th and 16th. They're going to be wearing the skeleton gloves, the kind that I raced throughout my career, at their respective races. Following the event, each pair of the race-used gloves will be signed by myself and the driver who wore them, and they'll be auctioned off. And they're going to raise awareness and funds for the Dale and Amy Earnhardt Fund at Nationwide Children's Hospital. So a lot of the uh, money we raise at the Dale Foundation goes to the Nationwide Children's Hospital and the Dale and Amy Earhart Fund. Uh, The Internet auction is going to begin on Friday, September 15th at 11.30 a.m. Eastern. And it's going to continue through Monday, September 18th at 11 p.m. Eastern via Pristine Auctions. Actions Detrimental dropped yesterday, and Denny broke some news on the podcast. We talked about that. It's pretty cool that he used his podcast to announce his new contract extension. What do you think, Mike?
2: I mean, I can't think of anything better. I mean, that is when the podcast is at its best, and Denny Hamlin sat there and used the whole thing to announce it um, and then brought on Coach to, to do it Pretty, him. Pretty so fantastic. That is amazing. When yes. we were
0: talking about putting Denny on a podcast, I did not think we would be doing these type of things. He, I didn't think he would take the podcast as an opportunity to control his messaging and announce big announcements like that. That's right. But, uh, boy, he's all in, man. Door, I appreciated it. Door clear will drop later today. After this episode of the Download, we're going to get ours out first. Um, Becoming Earnhardt has wrapped up, so we're back to having guests in the studio. We talked about that a little bit on the Ask Junior. Cody Rhodes is coming on. It's going to be pretty awesome to talk to Cody, everything he's got going on now. He's got an incredible legacy with Dusty Rhodes, the wrestler, uh, and that whole family. Um, His brother, and uh, just can't wait to learn more about that. So make sure you tune in for that tomorrow That episode drops tomorrow, along with another episode of Speed Street. And then we'll get back here on Thursday for our third show. And then Steve and the Dirty Modo crew will be back to tell you about who they're looking at for Kansas, some of the bets that are going to go down. So we've got a new Next Level series also coming out right now. South Carolina football coach Shane Beamer is part of that. Andrew does a great job with these, and this one's really interesting, especially that college football has just started back up. Don't forget, we've got a live show coming up in Vegas. Door bumper clear, and that crew's going to be joining us for a great time. It won't be just a live podcast, though, Mike. No, we're building a show. This is a real show, a Vegas show. Oh. That's right. All right.
2: Going to have some surprises.
0: I, uh, all right. Well, we'll see how that goes. Um, get your tickets to come see Dirty Mo Live, Dale Jr. and friends on Friday, October 13th at Westgate Las Vegas Resort and Casino by visiting dirtymomedia.com/slash live. I'm excited about our show in Vegas. Uh, good. I am. Good. He, man, we're going to have a Vegas show. They, are, we gonna be, are we going to be standing up there arm-in-arm, arm, kicking our legs in the air? What yeah. the hell are we going to you You're going to be a Vegas <laughs> show, girl. That's right. Thinking, With those we got a feet. segment of magic tricks? <laughs> I'm gonna, what the f***,
2: Mike? You'll be the blue man group. <laughs> <laughs> Someone's going to suspend from the ceiling, come down on there. Like <laughs> yes, <Angel. laughs>
0: Mike's going to start levitating. I'm going to saw you in half. <laughs> <laughs>
2: that reminds me you know that picture remember that picture where you had the gun you, I was hopefully thinking about people this. suck around for this part <laughs> <laughs> not a chance <laughs> not a chance this Listen, is really the best part of the podcast is it good that the big the big sales uh, job that you just did for that t- that show all right. Th- there will be some surprises i don't want no but no. i know i know you don't i don't want no surprises i know you don't yeah all right i know And it suck. (laughs) And don't don't you always end up chest is starting to hurt. I'm being sore in my chest. No, I am gonna, of course, tell you. I have told you. Okay. Right.
1: All right. Yeah.
2: Don't you remember the part where I told you? Nope. (laughs) Vegas. Can't wait. Vegas, baby. Yeah. October 13th. All
1: right.
0: Check out Dirty Moe Media. Media. Check out Dirty Moe Media on Twitter, Facebook, TikTok, and Instagram.